You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. You know what? No, fuck Julio Jones. That's where I'm at with this thing. So, let's let's hear it. Okay, here's the deal. Like, we were all like, okay, first of all, today we're going to talk about the AFC West. It's the last, it's the last division we're going to talk about. We're totally going to. AFC West. The NFC North can just get shit on. We're not talking about them, right? (laughs) So, we took a couple of weeks off in between. My plan was to get through them all and then take a couple of weeks off. We may still take a couple of weeks off before the season begins, but the timeline, preseason is here, right? We're getting into training camp. We're going to have preseason games. There might be some time off, but this Julio Jones shit, man, we got to talk about this. Listen, I don't have a problem with Julio Jones signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, Sounds on, like you do. On its face, right? Just if that's the end of the facts, I don't have a problem. But I'm watching another show today. And on that show, there's an interview with Julio Jones. And he's like, yeah, the Colts offered me more money. Green Bay offered me more money. I want to go someplace I can win. I want to be a th- the third best option on the team and win. Wait a minute, bro. First of all, he's a 33-year-old wide receiver that I was, a, I was a fan of. I think Corey and Daniel and I, I think we all three of us, thought it would be a good fit in Indianapolis. I liked him in the end zone. That's still true. I liked him as... He's never been in the end zone. He hasn't been in the end zone, but that's about what, he, that's about what he's got, right? I mean, he's not going to bust away with his speed, right? He's not going to out-juke you right. now at 35 or 30. He's 33 years old, so uh, I'm not, I don't want to get lost in... If I make up fake news here, then I'm just going to get burned alive for this take. Did but he really say that about he, he Green said, Bay and the Colts? He said that he, he was made offers by multiple teams. He named Indianapolis, Green Bay, New Orleans. He said some of them offered him more money. Interesting. And all I can think I never, of I never heard that. is how can you be like, what has Julio Jones become that this once like all time great wide receiver is literally willing to be the third. You can't be Julio Jones. Can you look at me in the fucking eye and tell me that Julio Jones might be better than Chris Godwin or Mike Evans? Cause he's not, he's worse no. than both of them. So you're well, saying that's, that's what he's saying. I want to be the third option pathetic. and still win. Like if he went pathetic. to, if he went to Indy, there'd be some games where he's forced to be the number one and he's probably just tired. I'm what am I five, eight and 165 pounds. And I would love to be the water boy from any NFL team. So I could get, Yeah, a but ring. you haven't been in the NFL. You're not a first ballot hall of famer. Yeah. Well, you would think that a first ballot hall of famer would want to comp- would want to compete. you like, you would think that that drive would still, that's what, that's where it is for me. It's like, Godwin's still going to be, he knows he's going to have to come in crunch time on some of these games. Okay. And well, he's going to love it. Boo. I'm out. He's got Tom Brady throwing to him. Now that I see Julio Jones for who he really is, I can turn full circle. And that's what I have to do. Okay. I'm a Colts fan. That one is Julio Jones. I didn't get him. I'm going to be pissed off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm well, going to do the Colts, this. Colts do need this. to focus a little bit more on 33 year old Julio Jones, like less on him and more about addressing the position elsewhere. I mean, if this was their plan all along, like, Oh, that's okay. We'll just get Julio. That's a bad plan. Well, and like we talked about in a private message, Julio and Matt Ryan did not leave on great terms. So in reality, I didn't honestly expect um, expect that to happen. Corey, yeah, you are the most vocal of the Colts here. Tell me what you think about Julio not being a Colt. 
Um, I think the Colts with their wide receiver core are kind of in a situation like the Indiana Pacers, if you're familiar. They've got a young group with a lot of potential. And I think an acquisition of a veteran wide receiver would be good. I don't know if Julio Jones is that guy because I think with Julio Jones and your core, you're going to feel obligated to give him the ball when in reality you're going to want – I mean, you got young guys here who are talented. You just drafted Alec Pierce. You got Paris Campbell who can hopefully show up this year. Uh, Mike Strong, there's some other guys in there. And really there's only room for three on the field. So – if you're, if you're throwing Julio Jones on the field, you're not giving yourself a chance to see what you have in your other guys. And if you believe in those other guys, then you don't want to force the situation. So it sounds like the Colts tried. Um, I, th- I think Chris Ballard said they hadn't talked in a while or that we hadn't talked to him. So I don't know if that was maybe earlier in the offseason. Um, but I'm okay with it. I think you got to give these other guys a chance to shine and see what you got. Um, something's got to give, right? You got somebody's gonna have to show up and perform. Somebody is gonna show up and perform. It's not gonna be Julio Jones, whether he was on the Indianapolis Colts or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The poor man's career is over, and he's definitely a first round Hall of Famer, but uh, not based off anything he does this year. And I'm happy to say that. I, I, I still believe it was a coward's move. That is absolutely disgusting to me, but anyway, I mean, I'll, I'll move on. Whatever. I want to ring, I want to ring so bad. That I'm willing to sit on your bench and watch Tom Brady talk to Mike Evans instead of me. Okay. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, okay. it's also a depth thing. Like, one of those guys is going to get hurt this year. and Well, Godwin is hurt this year. Godwin is already hurt this year. So There you go. There, that's there, why Julio Jones, he's there. There is some truth. There is some truth to that. I'll back off. I'll leave it alone. Let's talk about the AFC West. It's the last division we're going to discuss in the Deep Dive series. And honestly, I don't know that we have to go on about this real long. I feel like we have prefaced all of these deep, like in all these deep dive series, I feel like like half of them we've talked about the AFC West. So I don't really know the best way to lay this out. We like all these teams. I think I can speak for all of us to say that we like Las Vegas the least. Let's do it this way. I'm going to speak for all of us. And if I'm wrong, somebody speak up. I think we like Las, let's work at the bottom up from this division. I think it's the best division of football. Vegas is the last place team, despite recently adding Devontae Adams. Does anybody have anything to say against that? Well, I just want to pull. I need a visual. I need a visual. Yeah, I mean, they, they have positives. Uh, Darren Waller wasn't healthy yeah, yeah, yeah. last no, year. I'm not dogging. Josh Jacobs yeah. in and out. Jonathan Abram, one of the best safeties in the league. He's finally healthy. Um, you know, they, they got Max Crosby extended as well as Derek Carr. So they're trying to lock up this, this, this core, um, of, of people. Um, they traded for Rocky Sin. We mentioned that a couple times ago, uh, traded away Yannick and Gakwe to the Colts for Rocky Sin. Um, added Chandler Jones. Revisit that real quick. So let's look at okay. that trade because it, not because it's a Colts trade, but I think, you know, we talk about Yannick and Gakwe. That's a big player. Um, Sure. Rocky but Sin. Chandler Jones is going to be the, the replacement for Yannick so and Gakwe. Just break that down. Let's not gloss over that. So what's the net positive or net negative there? What do you think about that whole trade getting Rocky Sin on a down year, correct? Or was that a high um, year? That's a down year. Okay. And then the, the Colts were disappointed in Rocky Sin. And then, he was supposed so, to be. Yeah. So just net that one out for us real quick on that defensive side right there. Yeah. I, I think they needed corner help in this division 
they looked at the quarterbacks that they're going up against now, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes, and they just need corner help. As far as safety, uh, the Raiders might have the best young safety duo in the entire NFL. They really do. Um, and Trayvon Merrig and, um, and Jonathan Abram, like I mentioned. But but corner, they, they struggled at corner. So they traded for Rocky Sin, and I can't remember the name of their other their number one corner, but they also traded they also signed Anthony Averett away from the Ravens, who was a corner as well. So that I think that was just a position of need more than anything. And we all know Yannick had his uh had his past with Jacksonville and the way he handled that whole situation. So you don't know how old the guy is in the locker room. He kind of seems like a little bit of a head case. Um, so it may have been a relief to the to the actual team, as talented as he is. But I think they net more sacks signing Chandler Jones um, and then trading away Yannick Ngakwe. Dude, I'm looking at their schedule right now. It is absolutely brutal. Brutal. It is completely brutal. The this whole division, I'm sure, has a terrible schedule, right? Like, it's got to be horrible for all of them. But, but if you look at the Raiders... Dude, they're going to go five. I think they're going to go one and five. Like in the first six, six, the first six weeks, they'll be one and five. I mean, so they, they got, they added Demarcus Robinson uh, from, from the chiefs. They drafted Zamir white with a day three pick. Um, They traded away Brian Edwards after they got Devonte Adams. So the Devonte Adams piece is really the biggest shining, shining part of this. But let me ask you guys this. They went 10 and seven and actually made the postseason over the chargers last week of the season. Um, Vegas is over under. What do you think it is for this team and wins? It's eight. I think eight and a half. Yeah. I was going to say, eight and a half. I already, I think I looked before the show. So, okay. Yeah. Guys, yeah. guys got it. Eight and a half. Yeah. But are you guys hitting the under? I'm a, that's, I think I no. that's the thing is I expected you hit the over on that. Well, here's the deal. I honestly expected every team in this division to have a winning record. Like, I really thought if that was going to be possible, like, this is the division. I I say things like, oh, they're going to go one and five in the first six weeks of the season. Oh, they're the worst team in the division. But the truth is, they're a good fucking football team. Like, I don't want to play against the Oakland Raiders at any point. I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders at any point. I don't yes. want to. You know, they're a good team. Um, I, that's a bet I wouldn't take. I'm not betting that that line because... I'd, I'd bet the under. I, w- I would go under as well. And I think the under probably pays, but yeah. it's scary. Here's the problem. But. It's scary. And if I'm wrong about Devonte Adams, I said Devonte Adams was a product of Aaron Rodgers. If I'm wrong, then the Raiders are a better team than we're giving them credit for. And we're still giving them a lot of credit. So no, I'm not betting that I'm not betting it. And if I had to bet, I'd bet over eight wins. It sucks though, because I look at the chargers, the Cardinals, the, the Titans. I think they, beat, they could be the Titans in week three. Then it's back to divisional Broncos, Chiefs. And then they got the cakewalk there. They got a, a freebie Houston, with Houston. Houston, New Orleans, Jacksonville. New Orleans might not be bad. But the, but Houston, those are the games that Houston stands up on. Right? So we'll see. We'll see. Tony, let me ask you this. Over under Devontae Adams, 10 touchdowns this year. I want to say under. My gut tells me under. I'm getting a beer. I would say over on that. I, I think mean, he's just going to be hyper-targeted. And that might be true. Um, what did he have? Darren Waller. Darren Waller's never been a touchdown guy. What Adams had last year? I'll look it up. Keep keep talking. Yeah, you can look it up. But Darren Waller, he will lead them all the way down the field, and then they put in freaking Foster Moreau to catch touchdowns at tight end. He had Brian Edwards wasn't a touchdown guy. He had eleven last year. Yeah, eighteen the year before that. 
he's only scored more than 10, uh, you know, five times in his career. So that's not going to happen, obviously. <laughs> okay, so it could happen. It could be over 10. Yeah. I, I would say it is. Just that's a good line. Is that the line? Who else? No, I don't know what the line is. No, that's a good line. Um, I bet you the line for Vegas to tempt people to take the over is probably sitting right at nine or something. But, um, yeah, I I would take the over I, on that. Looking at this, I would also take the over. Yeah. Um, now that I see everything as, as it is. Uh, man, I don't know. Do you think the Ra- – so are we in, we're in agreement that the Raiders are a respectable team at the bottom of this division. Is that correct? Yep. Respectable. Going to finish dead last in this division. Who's next in the division? Ooh, now things get spicy. Yeah, now it gets a little spicy. <laughs> oh, so spicy. Uh, Corey, who do you think is going to finish third in this division? We'll talk about that team next. I think the Broncos. Ooh. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. It just feels weird. I don't really have like a, I don't know. I just feel like Russell's not going to win 15 games for him. Obviously it's a tough division. He's got to play the chargers and the chiefs twice. He's got to play the Raiders twice. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just think the chargers and the chiefs are better. I think, you think the quarter- chiefs are a better football team than the Broncos with Russell Wilson. I think the Russell Wilson's he might be the third best quarterback in the division. I mean, that's that's understandable. I can see where you'd think that. And maybe that's just how I, how I'm feeling like the power rankings of it. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I could be really wrong about it. Well, they drafted Greg Dulcich to replace Noah Fant, who they lost in the Russell Wilson trade uh, with Drew Locke. And then they they actually took four out of their first five draft picks were defensive players. So, you know, this defense, who do you think has the best defense in this in this division? The we're talking about teams that surround. I think the Chargers have the best defense. And then I would say the Broncos. And then the Broncos second. Yeah. I've been thinking about um, Bradley Chubb all day long. Yeah, like, healthy Bradley yeah. Chubb finally. But we've and, been saying uh, that for two years now. I remember that was a teaser. Like we, we made a whole ass production out of that, Daniel, where you talked about Bradley Chubb coming back, being healthy, and it was okay. But yeah, and they they signed Randy Gregory. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that, but Randy Gregory like agreed to a Dallas extension, like a a, a contract, a re up, and then he said, "Up, oh, change my mind. I'm going to the Broncos," and they signed him to a huge contract. I don't know if you guys remember that right at the right at the start of free agency. Everyone was really thrown off by that. But um, re-signed Melvin Gordon. Obviously, Javante Williams is a stud. But then Cortland Sutton last year was his first year off of that ACL injury. Um, so we have a kind of a fully healthy Cortland Sutton as well. Jerry Judy, you know, one of the better young wide receivers coming up. K.J. Hamler, who came right out of the gate, hadn't even played a snap yet. Um, as a rookie, he should be he should be getting near healthy there. Um, and then uh, Tim Patrick, super underrated wide receiver three. Um, so as far as options, Russell Wilson's got him. I mean, Corey, your favorite tight end in the entire NFL. Albert, Albert Aquabanon. Hey, do you guys remember me? I think it was after the podcast one night. I made you guys watch a YouTube video about the analytics 
of the player in the, that draft who had the highest potential out of all of them, and it was Alberto. And he's been sitting down at the bottom of my uh, – I think he might be on both my dynasty teams just chilling down there at the bottom, just waiting for his moment, and I think this is the time, boys. Jesus, I boys. I just looked at some we'll yardage numbers. You ready for some numbers? Okay. So let's hear it. I, my calculator has lost uh, some, of, some of these numbers already, but – I divided the last three years of uh, the Broncos' offense, offensive yards. They average 5,433 yards per season over the last three years. Keep in mind, two of those three years were 16 games, not 17. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just, just for the sake of it, I, I'm now dividing by 17 games. So uh, 5,433 yards per game over 17 games. That's without... Russell Wilson. Then I looked at what Russell Wilson did in, um, Russell Wilson did as a passer in Seattle, 3,800 per season over the last three. That leaves 95 rushing yards per game. So what I'm saying is if Russell Wilson is just the Russell Wilson that he was with only two viable options, really, I mean, we talk about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. There wasn't a lot else going on in the passing game. It was a run-first team. Yeah, run-first. Yeah. That's what sucked. We never um, really got to see Russell open it up. Now we have the Denver Broncos, who are built as a, a defensive first team with an air raid-style offense that can run the ball if they need to. They only need to run 95 yards a game to exceed their total offense from the year before. Don't yeah, you they're going to shatter it. They're going to blow it out of the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean... They were not getting this quarterback play out of anybody else they had there. I don't know what's going to happen. The problem is when you look at stats like this and when you try to like extrapolate it and like when you try to like fit square pegs into round holes, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You can't like, I can't predict the future, but I can pretty confidently say that Russell Wilson is a significant upgrade over Drew Locke or even Teddy Bridgewater. Was Teddy Bridgewater there for a little while? Oh yeah, uh, Teddy. And then Joe Flacco. Oh dude, that was, was a in that mix three years ago. <laughs> so that's how bad it is. So the, the problem is we're talking about three great teams now. Uh, yeah, you're, you're selling Corey, me on I don't the Broncos disagree. here. I don't disagree yeah, with I mean, you. You're selling me on the Broncos here. I, uh, the problem is I now. I'll be more excited mm, for the Broncos this let's, year. Mm. Let's talk about the Chiefs next, okay? Because I think, I think everybody here likes the Chargers. So let's just break off of the, the Broncos here real quick. And I think by talking. Hold on, to, no, no, no. Go ahead. Over under this year. They, they were 7-10 and 10 last year, blah, blah, you know, it's a horrible team, blah, blah, blah. 10 is the over-under in 2022. What are you taking? Uh, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm slamming the over. Ooh, I'm liking I the over now. I don't now, care. Now that we talked about it, I'm liking the over. Yeah, they're splitting They're splitting games with the Chargers and the Chiefs. I'm telling you right now. They're okay. not going to get blown out in this division. I'll take they the over on it, yeah. They are just way too equipped to hang in these games. And this offense is just going to be just so exciting to watch. Okay. I'll take the over too. So let's Cortland Sutton is six, four twenty, and can run a four, three. And he's finally healthy. I mean, um, that's his, that's his DK replacement right there. Before we move on to the two big boys in the, uh, in the division. Well, I guess two of the three, do you think there's three wildcard spots now? Do you think there is any scenario where all four of these teams make the playoffs? No. <laughs> um, if you're telling me like Raiders or all the other NF or all the other AFC teams, I would take the field. 
It's obviously a scenario, but I don't think it's going to happen. No, I, I think it's possible. I wouldn't bet it. No, it'd be pretty hard. I think it'd be pretty hard for all four to make it uh, possible. Yeah. But. yeah. All right. Moving on to the Chiefs, like Tony said. Yeah, this is. Um, I think this is going to be the tiebreaker. Like, I think now that we're getting into these next two teams, we're really going to have a good idea of how we feel. So let's talk to the Chiefs. I'm down on the Chiefs. Me too. This okay. is the wild card of the division. Daniel, go ahead and run with this one. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to replace. So first off, you have an aging Travis Kelsey, which I know he could still be elite for another year or two. Um, that's fine. But realistically, he can't keep being the number one tight end in all of football. I mean, arguably Mark Andrews was last year. But you basically have put this team in a position to lean on Travis Kelsey only with replacing Tyree Kill with Juju Smith-Schuster, who did not shine as a number one. In fact, did the opposite. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling. And you draft Sky Moore, who was probably like, you know, eighth or ninth on people's lists on rookie draft incoming prospects. So it's like, sure, you replace the skill of Tyree Kill with bulk. And Patrick Mahomes may have, you know, this air raid offense still with all these guys running down the field. But it's hard to replace gems like Tyree Kill. Um and then you have just the continuous question marks of the backfield. They added Ronald Jones to the backfield. Okay. Clyde a, has not been the guy Clyde was supposed to be drafted to be. Ronald Jones is a cut candidate, by the way. Yeah. No. I mean, the guy, they're the talking about terrible. Him. They're talking I've about never him been. the team. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, yeah. And then I don't know. So they, they, they they told you exactly the, the direction of this team when they got two first-round picks this year, and they drafted defensive end George Karlaftis out of Purdue and then a cornerback, Trent McDuffie. So as this team needed wide receivers, they drafted two defensive pieces. It's this team, honestly, has more needs than all the teams in this division, still, the Chiefs, because they have a lot of defensive holes that they still have to fill. It's kind of been the crutch of Patrick Mahomes has been the offense and he'll keep us in games regardless of what the defense does. And yeah, we can let Tyron Matthew walk, whatever. We'll just stay in these games. But you know, you, I mean, an injury to Juju and Marcus Valdez scaling is who he always has been. And this offense is going to be a, a struggle. Patrick Mahomes is still great, but they've really got to put it together. And uh, all these first year guys going into this offense, it's just kind of scary to me. There's, there's a lot of question marks. I don't disagree. Um, and Tyreek Hill. So I tried to, while you were talking, I tried to make an argument in my head to get away from the Tyreek Hill void. Like that's all we've been talking about all off season. Like Tyreek Hill's gone. Oh my God, this guy is falling. Tyreek Hill's gone. Motherfucker caught 111 balls last year. Like that's a buttload of footballs. Um, and the problem is I was hoping to see like the year before was 80. In 2018, it was 80. Like I was hoping yeah, he to didn't, see. He didn't need to be a volume guy. I, those I was years. hoping to see just a explosive player that maybe the team wasn't hyper focused on. I, I I don't know if the team can. Re- the problem is here's the problem. So as I said it before, I got it out of my mouth. I felt like a fool. Andy Reid has a plan. They're not going to trade away Tyreek Hill without a plan. I'm not saying it's going to work. I don't see it collapsing, right? Like Andy Reid's not going to 
build this legacy just to shit all over himself in the last two or three years as a head coach. Like, he, he's not going to do that. And with a player like Tyreek Hill, with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, with a coach like Andy Reid, the general manager, I don't even know who the general manager of Kansas City is. This is one of those teams where the general manager is the head coach. Like, he's not, right? He's not. And he doesn't get, Andy Reid doesn't get to make all the decisions. But you don't get to trade away Tyreek Hill without the blessing of Andy Reid. It's just something I feel in my gut. There's Kansas City, there's Seattle, there's uh, the New England Patriots. I'm trying to think of, there's maybe one more, uh, the Steelers. Mike Tomlin gets a say in who goes and who stays. But I think there's four or five coaches in the league that get that authority, and Andy Reid's one of them. If Tyreek Hill was that big of a factor of this offense and there wasn't a plan without him, I think he'd still be here, man. I think he would. Um, Corey, is there, what do you think? Is, is the sky is falling in Kansas City? Are they the second or third best team or the first best team? I guess like, you're the tiebreaker. Uh, I, I don't think the sky is falling. I agree with everything you said right there at the end. I think you've got arguably the best coach in the NFL. You've got arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. And they've got a plan. They're going to figure it out. Andy Reid's going to find a way to be successful. Right now, they're still a favorite to win the division. They're third in Super Bowl odds. So Vegas seems to think they're still going to be up there. I tend to believe that, too. You got to remember their experience, too. Pat Mahomes has been there. He's been there. He's won the Super Bowl. Uh, He's been there and lost. So at this point in his career, he's a veteran. He's going to be able to lead that locker room. And I think they're going to win football games. And... Even though Tyreek's gone, I understand he's a big piece of that. I think they're going to find ways to fill that gap. You know, maybe not with the speed, but, you know, it's it's Andy Reid. He's going to make it work. Um, I still think they win this division. It's just the way I feel. I, I think with the experience and just everything else they have built, I think they still win this division. Um, yeah, I... I I know everybody's sleeping on them, and I agree. Like, if you look at the division, the the Raiders have added, the Chargers have added. Um, obviously, Denver's added, and the Chiefs have lost. You know, they lost Tyree Kills. So, even with that being said, I, I still think they're the favorite here. Yeah, I mean, when you start a franchise, the two most important positions are obviously head coach, who you're going to do it with, and then after that, it's quarterback. So they've checked off the first two boxes, you know, of a franchise. If you had to start all over, everyone had a clean slate. Even coaches were on the draft board. And Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes got put together. They'd probably be a Super Bowl favorite regardless of who else is on that team. So, yeah. I agree. I agree. They'll, they'll find a way. They've got the talent in those two right there to try and make it happen. We'll see if it's enough. It wasn't enough last year. It wasn't. With Tyreek Hill. And it might not be enough this year let's move on to the last team in the division I think we all agree that the Chargers have the best defense in the league I think that Justin Herbert is one of the most underrated young studs in football like everybody's talking about I don't know if he's underrated anymore I think he is I mean I think he I think he's been I think we talk about um I here's the deal I think he's right on the cusp of not being underrated and I don't mean it disrespectful it's just the reality. We talk about, we're, we're stuck on Josh Allen, right? Patrick Mahomes has been the shiny new toy for the last three or four years. Joe Burrow, 
thrust his way Bowl, into the Super Bowl. Same draft class. Right. Yeah. Yep. I, I think he's easily a top five quarterback. I, I th- and that's what I'm trying to say. As I think Herbert is a top five quarterback in the league. And we haven't, like, as a cumulative, like, as an entire fan base, I don't think we've caught up with that completely. Like, he's right there with Mahomes, with Allen, and with Rodgers. Like, these are guys that you want running your football team. Um, yeah, he's so good. Add that with the best defense in football, and uh, I'm having a hard time. If Tyreek Hill was still a Kansas City Chief, I hate to go back to that. But if if he was still Chief, it'd be easy for me to say that Patrick Mahomes with Tyreek Hill is better than Justin Herbert with anybody else, right? None of it. None of it matters. It doesn't matter that he has Keenan Allen. Doesn't matter that he has Mike Williams. Mike Williams is still a Charger, right? He just signed a new deal. Is that correct? He signed. Okay. Yep. It doesn't matter that he has Austin Eckler. Like, none of it matters because Mahomes has Hill. But now that Mahomes doesn't have Hill anymore, I feel like not only do the Chargers have the best defense in the, in the division, maybe the best defense in the league, other than the Colts, of course. Well, Shaquille Leonard's going to be leading us, you know, to the promised land. He did say we could still call him Darius if we wanted to, and he wouldn't be upset. Which I thought All was right. nice. I think Shaq Leonard sounds a little cool. Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard does sound cool That's as way hell. better. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Anyway. <laughs> I, I think in my gut, I prefer the Chargers. I, I've already really? said that. I'm with you. I've already said that before. I want somebody else to take over for this because I've already been there and done that. The offense in Kansas City is a question mark. Like we're sitting here saying, can they do it? We think they will, but can they? But take last year as an example on the Chargers on what this team could actually be. This is one of the most exciting offenses in the entire league. I mean, sure, they didn't. Win, they were 9-8 and eight and didn't make the playoffs. But my God, I love the coaching staff, too. When they have fourth and it's like seven or under, they're like, yep. We're stay out on the field. We're going for it. <laughs> I love it. Even when they're pinned like on their own 30 and it's fourth and four, they're like, yeah, we're not punting. <laughs> stay out there. And, you know, talk about the weapons. They added Gerald Everett, which tight end is the only, was the only question mark on this team. You know, they had a, kind of a slew of guys, but yeah, Mike Williams is great. Keenan Allen's great. They have a couple guys who are going to be fighting for that number three spot, Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton, those type of guys, and then added Gerald Everett, and then Austin Eckler catches a ton of balls. They drafted Isaiah Spiller, um, so finally a good compliment running back. They've been begging for one behind uh, behind Austin Eckler. They they tried Justin Jackson for a little bit. They tried Larry Roundtree for a little bit. Just no one's, no one's filled that, and I think Isaiah Spiller is actually going to get more playing time than people think um, with Austin Eckler being healthy, but... Yeah, I, I cannot wait to watch another year of this Chargers offense. But that defense, man, I'm just looking at like their their roster and it is it's just scary. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to go up against them. Are they better than the Rams defense? I joked about the Colts defense. Like I think the Colts yeah, I, are I think the Colts are one of the best defense in football, but also the Rams are one of the best and the Chargers are the like like I'm I'm not just trying to pretend like I'm not so narrow minded that I really believe the Colts are the best defense. Yeah, I know the I know the Rams are up there in discussion, but I mean when you when you have, I mean, God, so Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are Jesus. rushing the passer on every down, and then if you throw the ball, you're either going to be targeting J.C. Jackson, who's like a top five corner in the it's league, like a who they just King. grabbed from New England, or 
or Asante Samuel Jr. And then you have hopefully a healthy Derwin James or Nasir Adderley back there. Like the safeties are, are awesome. And then they drafted Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma uh, recently. This this team is just stacked on both sides of the ball. And they've, they've really addressed offensive line. They have done it right. They've spent um, first-round picks in the last two years on offensive linemen. So, um, yeah, I – I, I like the Chargers to win this division. And wow. I think the Broncos might finish second. I, I think there's a chance any, any of those three teams could win the division. Obviously, like the Chargers and the um, the Broncos, they've built – what they've been building is to compete with uh, Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. Um, it, it, this is a big year for uh, Herbert. You know, he's playing with the big boys now. You know, the last two years – it's been kind of, hey, you know, you're our future. Let's see what you can do. Well, now they've added Cleo Mack and J.C. Jackson. Like, hey, it's go time. So th- it's time for him to step up and perform. So we'll, we'll find out who Herbert is for real this year. Um, and if he is who we think, you know, if, if he's as good as we think he is, then absolutely they can win this division. They go to the Super Bowl just like the other th- uh, two teams. Yeah, they've got to win. After a 9-8 and eight finish without the playoffs last year, I could not imagine how disappointed that franchise was after setting it up like they did. Corey, you think the Chiefs are winning the division? Um, If I had to put some money down, I'd probably go Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, because Vegas, the odds on wins are 10.5 for the Chiefs, 10 Chargers, 10 Broncos, 8.5 for the Raiders. So they... They think the Chiefs are going to win, too. And then the right. Chargers and Broncos fighting for two and three. Tony, who do you think is going to win the division? Oh, man. If I had to pick one today, it'd be the Chargers. If I had to pick one. But I don't like picking any of them. I don't like picking any of them. Honestly, I've changed my answer of who I think is going to win this division. Oh, my God. Are you going to say the Broncos? I am. Wow. I'm going to say the Broncos are going to win. <laughs> The Broncos are winning the division, and the Chiefs and Chargers are going to be in wild card spots. Is it because of what I said about offensive stats? I hope it is. No. Damn it. <laughs> yes, Tony, you you convinced me. But no, I, I just like I like what they've got going on. Now, for the division, I like the Chiefs, but if like it feels like a Broncos Super Bowl year, I think it feels like that. Like, you know, Broncos are a wild card and that defense and everything, you know, maybe they get back healthy at the end of the year and Russell Wilson takes them to the playoffs just like Peyton Manning or to the Super Bowl just like Peyton Manning. I, I feel that. I feel that in my blood more than I play. feel the Chiefs, you know, getting there again. But I, I that's definitely possible too. But I, for some reason, Broncos in the Super Bowl just feels really good. If I can feel it. Broncos, yeah. Broncos. Wait, are we doing a prediction episode before the season? We do yeah. that, don't we? Yep. Well, I'm liking the Broncos and the Bucks. All right. Ooh. So, okay. Bron- the Broncos next. and the Bucks. Now, guys, there's a chance we take a week or two off. I don't know that we will. Uh, we'll see However, I think everybody's feeling good. Typically, we take some time off after the Super Bowl. We do a couple of seasons in the offseason, uh, a couple of episodes in the offseason. We take some time off. Uh, I feel like we have done a good job of mixing things up. So I guess we're going to have conversations, obviously, off the podcast about what we want to do over the next couple of weeks. But we're like, 
I mean, shit. Next week is seven. The, next seven. Next week's the Hall of Fame game. Like football coming in on the home football, stretch. Football starts next week, guys. Like Ooh. fucking point blank. It's it's We're like six, well six Thursdays away tomorrow. Seven Thursdays away today. Hell, yeah. So we'll figure Seems out. Seems like a long time still. <laughs> it, it feels like a long time, but I promise you. Just just don't count the days. Do it by week. It is not seven Thursdays. No, no, this wrong. There's a thir- there's a game in there's games first September. That's four Thursdays from now. September eighth is the first. Yeah. So how many Thursdays are in August? Season game. Uh, there's four, and there's a Thursday tomorrow, and then wait a uh, second. Today's this is a Thursday podcast. You can't count today. I don't know, dude. It's like six or seven. It's like seven weeks away. Jesus, it's right here. It's around the corner. I don't know what we're gonna do, but we are done with the divisional deep dives. We're going to start moving into oh my God. Some... I got to tell you something real quick. I got to tell you something real quick. Uh, okay, go ahead. So, so Allison looks over to me tonight and she goes, our maternity pictures are going to be on September 11th. What? And I said, I said, you're shitting me, right? She goes, no. I was like, we're going to, we need to reschedule those. And she's like, why? I'm like, they just, they've got to be rescheduled. It's not going to work. She's like, why? I'm like, that is the one Sunday a year. I wake up and it's like Christmas because I know at one o'clock I get to watch football <laughs> a whole day for the first time in six months. And she was kind enough to reschedule the maternity pictures. Oh, I thought she took your face off for that. I thought let me piggyback. Wow. Let me piggyback on that. Uh, my wife hit me with three days ago. Hey, we have to prep for uh, Lucy, our daughter's birthday party. And I was like, well, when is it going to be? She's like, well, her birthday falls on a Sunday. And she looked at me with these big eyes and she goes, oh, no. Her birthday is September 11th. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm screwed, fellas. (laughs) My daughter's birthday is on opening weekend of the NFL this year. She won't mind one bit if you celebrate Uh, on the 10th. She's old enough to know that she's getting a day early. I, would I do won't it. be able to celebrate on the 10th. I would do it on the 10th. I would celebrate on the 10th. <laughs> She'll love you for it. Your wife will get over it. That's what I would I do. I said, yeah, it's so, fine. We could just host it and have a keg. <laughs> there you go. You got to have the boys over for the, you got to yeah. get all the dads in there. Yep. There we go. And here, here's what you're going to have to do, Daniel. You're going to have to do some extra work ahead of time. You're going to have to really get into the nitty gritty of the planning, put forth the extra effort. So that way when the day comes, you can have it all done and be like, I'm watching football. I'm drinking this fucking beer. Happy fucking nice. birthday. Nice. Okay, hey, yeah. hey, happy birthday, sweetie. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> well, happy birthday, everybody. Happy maternity pictures. Congratulations, by the way, Corey. Have we talked about that Thank in the you. show? Congratulations. I don't know. I don't know Thank if we have or not, but Corey's about to be a dad. Um, okay. We'll meet up uh, this time next week. Anything else? No. There you, I guess. There you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.